Now I am actually time tracking, but I'm also setting a timer first. So I'm setting a 15 minute timer and I'm trying to see how much I can get done in 15 minutes. And then if it's a task that needs additional time, then I'll add another 15 minutes. But it's kind of just making me more productive knowing that I'm trying to be as productive as I can in 15 minutes. So how far can I get? It really eliminates distractions too, because you're trying to beat the clock. And so if you're like, oh, I wanna check Instagram really quick, you're like, nope, because I'm trying to be as fast as possible. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Do you ever open your computer and just have no idea what needs to be worked on? Like not for a lack of, of tasks to actually work on, but because you have so much to do, but no clear framework for what needs to go next. I am also raising my hand over here. You, well, my guest today has some productivity hacks to help you focus your energy, line out a good work plan and how to efficiently check off those tasks from your to-do list. I absolutely love crumbling up a good completed to-do list, just throwing it in the trash can across the room. It's, it's the best. Ashley Freehand is my guest today. She is a brand photographer and podcast host of The Purpose Gathering. She's based in Mesa, Arizona, and coaches mom photographers to help elevate their side hustles and grow a profitable business while working less. If that doesn't sound good, I, I don't know what does. So let's get into today's conversation with Ashley Fran. Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Uh, how are you doing this morning? Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm doing great. I brought a guest. My dog Bentley's nice. in the background if you're watching this video. <laughs> hey, Bentley. <laughs> he would not move. I tried. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I'm going to be the audience today. Exactly. It's cool. I'll make sure y'all stay on point. Yeah. We're good. He always pushes That's his awesome. way in in the back of my videos or photos all the time. <laughs> Hey, that's, that's great. Like, uh, I, I love, I love dogs and just having them around. I am, uh, very allergic to them, oh, no. unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> so I can't spend much time with dogs, but I, I enjoy seeing them on video and, uh, in photos and everything. And, uh, yeah, my, like my, my Instagram, like reels and TikTok and stuff. It's like, Every few videos is just like some cute animal, which I'd like save all those for my kids too. Oh, I love and, that. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's the best. So yeah, I'm glad, glad to have you Ashley and also Bentley with us, <laughs> uh, this morning. Um, but yeah, could you give us a little, uh, background on you, where you're based and, uh, and what you do? Yes, absolutely. So I am based in Mesa, Arizona which is close to Phoenix. So if you know where Phoenix is, I'm not too far from there. And I cool. am a brand photographer. So I started out in the wedding industry, did weddings for about 10, 11 years, and still kind of, you know, trickling out of weddings. I still have, you know, one on the books right now. I'm trying not to book anymore, but if it's, you know, uh -huh. friends or family or something, I might make an exception. Um, and then I also do coaching. So I am a photography coach for mom photographers and help them really elevate their side hustle, take it to the next level, but just really increasing their profitability and working less. So I'm all about that. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, that's great. And those are those are things that like I I wish I knew when first starting off. I mean, even just like a few years ago um, where I I was just I was not um, using my time to the best that I could mm -hmm. and a lot of wasted like overlapping things or just not putting uh, 
like automations and things in the place when I could. Um, like I was handwriting every single email for like five years. Wow. Um, so yeah, it was, it was not good. I didn't even have like a template like saved on a word document or something I could just drop over. I was like, no, I want to be authentic and write every single thing <laughs> to every person. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then I realized you can be authentic and have automations, which I'm sure we'll get into, um, today but yeah that's awesome that's really cool i i enjoy uh arizona how long have y'all how how long have you been out there so my husband and i were actually both born and raised so we are natives um but okay, so we've been cool. here our whole lives do you want me to give away my age <laughs> <laughs> no we don't need to do that <laughs> that's cool that's awesome yeah i i am also born and raised uh texas oh, nice i lived like for a year in California when I was a baby and I don't remember any of it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I've, I've been out here. So it's, that's cool that you're, you're local, um, and, and native cause, uh, most everyone that I've met who lives in like the, the Phoenix, uh, you know, Mesa Tempe kind of area, um, they're always like, Oh yeah, I've been here for like three years. I moved in from California oh, or yes. something. Um, that keeps happening. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> California, Washington, Oregon. I feel like all those states are moving here. Mm hmm. Yeah. They get a taste and they're just like, you know what? Arizona. <laughs> right. Very true. That's cool. How 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 did you get into uh, branding photography? So I think because I started the purpose gathering. So I guess I can back up just a little bit. But so I was a wedding mm -hmm. photographer for about eight years. And then I just really felt lonely as a mom and as a photographer. And I just felt like no one really understood like how hard it is to do both. And so I was staying yeah. at home, obviously with my kids, raising my little kids and trying to grow my business. And I just felt like I had lots of mom friends who didn't have a business. And I had lots of business friends who didn't have a family. And so I was like, I just feel like I'm alone. And I'm like, I know I'm not. So I actually started my company now, which is the Purpose Gathering, and it started as an in-person meetup group just for mom business owners in general. And so sort of as I was building that community, I started realizing there's this whole other side of photography, right? All of these mom business owners need photos for their website oh, yeah. and for their social media. And so that kind of just naturally started happening. So I just started shooting those photos and at the time my kids were in public school, now we homeschool, but I just didn't want to give up my weekends anymore with weddings. And so I would shoot brand mm -hmm. photos while they're at school. Well, now this is our first year homeschooling. They're home all the time and I still do right. brand sessions, but now it's just a little bit more, you know, I have to think it out. I have to get a sitter for them. And so, you know, that time management really comes into play here even more so than before. So I'm excited oh, to get yeah. into that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very, very interesting. Cause I know like for, for me, whenever our kids go off to daycare, like they're my, my wife just took them to, uh, their, the, the girls daycare this morning and I'm like, okay, cool. I have like three hours to really like get down get into work. Um, but with, you know, with, with COVID and everything the past couple of years and, and all that, we didn't have, any sort of outlet. So we had the kids there all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, homeschooling that is, uh, they are there all the time. I was, I was homeschooled from first grade on through graduation. Um, so yeah, I've, uh, I really like homeschooling and, um, and we may do that. We're, we're still kind of like, we want to see where the kids are and everything and how well they, mm -hmm. uh, they pick up to that. Cause like I flourished in homeschooling. Like I would, I could set my own, uh, schedule and everything. And my brother, not so much. He was very <laughs> more, uh, like you need to tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, so well, let's, let's get into all that with the time management and productivity and, and all of those things. Awesome. Um, I know, uh, you know, you had, uh, we had kind of talked a little bit over email about uh, talking about some time blocking for for those who are just like, I don't know what time blocking is. What exactly is uh, time blocking? What does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. So simply put, 
I, I like to define time blocking as sort of like a budget for your time, just like you budget for your money, right? So instead okay. of just wondering where your time is going, you're going to budget where it goes and you're going to tell it what you're doing at certain times. And so that's really just the simple way to put it. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Um, Cause like, I remember before I had like a financial budget, I was just like, I don't know. I have, uh, I spent $5 here. I went over here and this dinner was like 20 bucks mm-hmm. and I bought this thing. And then once I like started going through and actually creating a budget, I was like, Oh, I'm spending a lot in this area. Right. Um, do you have any tips for like going through and creating that like time budget, uh, to see where your time is going? Yes, absolutely. So I am a very step-by-step kind of person, and I just feel like you can learn more if you kind of have a little bit of a system. So Mm -hmm. I like to always teach time blocking with establishing the actual time blocks, right? So if you don't know when you have time to work, then it's going to be really hard to do this. So I always recommend just starting, first of all, just looking at your week ahead And your weeks might look different from week to week. I know that mine do. I generally try to keep it the same, but I also like to keep some flexibility in there too. So I like to time block for the week ahead. I don't like to time block necessarily too far in advance because then I just feel like there's no room for error. There's no room for things that maybe pop up that I wasn't expecting. So I just plan on a week by week basis. And so I look at the week ahead and I ask myself, What are the time blocks that I have? And I just fill those in. I actually use a um, task management system called Trello, but I know that a lot of people listening probably already have one. And so Mm -hmm. just making sure, you know, like these are the times that I have set aside to work. These are the days. And um, that's step one. Hey, y'all quick break to talk to you about one of the tools that has completely changed my business for the better. And that is my CRM, Tave. Tave is the most customizable studio management system for photographers. They have everything under one roof um, from embedded contact forms that auto generate into new leads to income reports, lead source reports, profit and loss statements, very detailed revenue breakdowns, anything that you want to keep up with your numbers they've got reports for it. They have built-in contract templates, questionnaires for your clients, easy invoicing and quotes. It is so much. Um, They also, like my favorite part, they have these auto-populated tokens. So in emails, you can put client's first name or ceremony address or even specifics down to like maid of honors, Instagram handle, and it'll auto-populate it so you don't have to figure out which spelling of Caitlin is correct for this bride. So go to lightdarkco.com slash Tave, and that's T-A-V-E, to double your 30-day trial to make it a 60-day trial. And you'd think maybe Tave is like 60 bucks a month or something from all those customizations. No, you can pay as little as 22 bucks a month, which is a lot less than a lot of other CRMs that I've used in the past that didn't do half of this stuff. So again, lightdarkco.com slash Tave, T-A-V-E. Check out Tave and let the power of customization grow your business. That's great that you you mentioned that about like not like setting because it's hard for me to set like between two and four. I'm going to be doing this every single Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I can look at this coming week and know a little bit more because especially for, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, our schedules are never really set in stone. And that right. was like one of the main things that I was like a selling point for me. Leaving my nine to five was like, I don't have to show up at, you know, eight o'clock to this job anymore. I can sleep in um, exactly. and I don't anymore, <laughs> but like you, you can set your own thing. So that's, that's helpful. Only looking like a week ahead. Mm-hmm. This is where those blocks are going to be. Um, and I also love Trello. Um, that was something that a coworker introduced to me when I was uh, working my nine to five job to like help me stay or help 
everyone stay on task of what we're working on. And then I carried that over into my business and still use it today. Like I have a CRM and everything, um, but it's just really helpful having those things and I can just move the card over to the next next deal and it's it's really helpful uh going through there so yeah listeners if you have not uh checked out trello definitely do it and i think they have uh paid versions i just have the free one Mm -hmm. um do you have the paid version i do have the paid version i think the only reason i have it is because it lets you create templates for your boards Mm. and since i give templates in my group coaching program i have to pay for the 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 i think it's like 13 dollars a month i have to pay for that that's okay, okay. That's yeah right. yeah that's not bad yeah, to keep you it. on task and like that your productivity levels up yeah definitely worth 13 bucks exactly um okay awesome um so i okay. have a couple uh, other steps i don't know if you're gonna yes. move on okay no, i just want to yeah. make sure and to your point so i mentioned planning weekly but i also just want to have a disclaimer in here that i do plan um, by the quarter. So I actually plan quarterly and then I plan, um, I break my quarters into months, obviously. And then I break my months into weeks. So when I'm time blocking, I'm only time blocking for the week, but I do quarterly plan. So I just wanted to put that out there of like making sure that people that are listening right now really do understand the importance of projecting and planning ahead, but then also Mm -hmm. just like the specific time blocking that we're talking about. I do that weekly. Um, so after you've established your time blocks and you know, actually when you have time to work, and this is really important too, for those of you that, you know, have kids at home and you kind of have to time block around their schedule. Um, it's important Mm -hmm. that you identify those time blocks and really try to stick to them as much as you can. Again, I talked about being flexible, but if you can create sort of a routine in your family where your kids sort of expect that, um, I feel like that's going to just set you up for success. So the second step to this system really is to make sure that you have a master to do or a master task list. So I call this a task list because these are things that you do on like a repetitive basis, those reoccurring tasks. And once you write those out and you see how much you have to do, you'll understand why you always feel a little bit overwhelmed, right? You're (laughs) like, wow, this is why, because you actually see it on paper. And so what I want you to do is then take that and put it into a like category, if you will. And then you can even go further with your time blocks and maybe um, do batch work in those certain time blocks. So for instance, as business owners, we all have emails that we have to write or content creation that we have to do or editing or, you know, client communication onboarding, whatever it is, like make a category for Mm -hmm. that. And then you can sort of have those time blocks earmarked during the week so that you make sure that things are actually getting done. One of which I see a lot of photographers struggle with is updating their website. So putting that time block in your schedule just on a recurring basis, like, hey, I'm going to spend 30 minutes a week just throwing up, you know, the new photos on my website to keep it nice and current. So that's step two. Um, and then I have one more step, but did you have anything you wanted to say about that? Yeah, no, I'm just like nodding along (laughs) as you're going. I'm like, yes, this all sounds so great. Like, uh, like even things that I, I know that I have a, a fairly decent system, like for, for myself doing this, but like, uh, you're, you're saying these things like, oh yeah, I really do need to put like updating my website. I, I used to do that almost after every wedding where just like, okay, I want to, I want to throw out this new photo Mm -hmm. or I want to do this or, you know, update this copy. Um, and then things got busy and then it was like three months, six months. And I wasn't, uh, wasn't updating anything. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely something that I'm like listening to you and like, mm, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, no, I feel that I need to, I need to get in there, like update some things, yeah. make sure I don't have any broken links or anything, uh, going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like having those recurring, uh, like almost maintenance, like car maintenance, exactly. kind of like, you know, got to do an oil change every, you know, however many thousand miles and, uh, having that kind of blocked off of okay, I need to update this. I need to make sure this is still going and, and working well, instead of going, 
a year and then you have all of these things you have to update and do and uh yeah right so no i like i like that i think that's all some some great steps so yeah we can we can head on to the next one okay so then the third step and this is sort of the last step um is to create that master to-do list so you have your master task list which is those reoccurring tasks that always you know, come up again, this master to do list is sort of those random things that pop in your head or like specific things that you have to do. And so you're going to keep another board or however you manage your tasks um, that are to those master to do. So I call this like your brain dump. So anytime something pops into your head that you're like, oh my gosh, I have to do that, create a task for that in your management system so that you never forget. I, the thing that slew, that used to slow me down the most in productivity was I would think of something I needed to do and I would do it right then, even if I was yeah, doing something yeah. else. And that slows you down because when your brain has to shift gears and move into a different, completely different task, it does take time, right? You all know this about the batch work and when someone interrupts mm-hmm. you and you're doing something, it's like my brain has to take a few minutes to shift into the next task. And so now what I do instead is when that thing pops into my head, I just add it to my master to do list. And then what happens is now you have this big bucket of things you have to do and you have your big bucket of things that you always have to do. And now when you sit down at the beginning of the week to fill your time blocks, so now you have your time blocks, you're going to fill them. That's when you start to decide what's a priority, what needs to be done this week and start to move those tasks into those time blocks. Then when you sit down to work, it's no more guessing. What should I do today? You already have your task list ready for you to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best. Cause like for me, sitting down and being like, okay, what do I do? I'll, I'll just like jump into emails Mm -hmm. or something just like routine. And then I'm in there and they're like, Hey, can you update this thing? I'm like going over here. And then two hours goes past and I haven't got any real work done. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm just like managing all these things. Um, that's, that's great. Uh, the, do you like assign whenever you're like writing out the the master list like this uh this bucket of all the the tasks mm-hmm. do you assign um like how long you think this is going to take uh whenever so that whenever you're like putting them into the different time blocks it's like okay this is like a 5 minute task mm-hmm. but this is a 30 minute task so it's going to fill up this bucket a little bit quicker yeah so i don't specifically like time each of them but, but I do recommend that you do. So if you are new to time tracking and you're just not even, or I'm sorry, time blocking, and you're just not even sure where to start. Cause you're like, okay, I have these two hours. I don't know how long stuff takes me. Then I recommend going back to time tracking. So what I am, one of the productivity things that I wanted to bring to you guys today was time tracking. This has been very enlightening for me. So I've never actually taken the time to do this. I've always just guessed, right? Like, oh, this will probably take me 20 minutes. But now Uh I am actually time tracking, but I'm also setting a timer first. So I'm setting a 15 minute timer and I'm trying to see how much I can get done in 15 minutes. And then if it's a task that needs additional time, then I'll add another 15 minutes. But it's kind of just making me more productive knowing that I'm trying to be as productive as I can in 15 minutes. So how far can I get? It really eliminates distractions too because you're trying to beat the clock. And so if you're like, oh, I want to check Instagram really quick, you're like, nope, because I'm trying to be as fast as possible. Like, you know, within reason, not not, um, giving up on the quality of what you're doing, but also just trying to be more focused and productive. So I do recommend that if you haven't done this before, start there with the time tracking so that you can see how long is this taking me? But I do caution you because if you give yourself a, like an open-ended number, right? Like, let me just see how long this takes me. It's just going to take you a lot longer. But if you have that confinement of I only have 15 minutes, I only have 15 minutes, then, you know, those 15 minutes might add up, but you might get the task done in 45 minutes instead of an hour and a half, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I uh, like I work so much better when I have a time that I know at one o'clock today, 
I can't do any more work. Like I have to leave to go get my kids. I, I, I'm that's the end of the day for me. Right. And uh, and that really like you were saying, you know, my phone, I like I put I have to put my phone away because I'm um, that dopamine. I'm just really bad about just like. I wonder what's going on on Instagram. Yes. I wonder this. I like, don't did I get any new message. emails? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, trying to like paint it and like me being a good business owner. Like, I don't want to miss a message. Right. I want to be there for my clients. But really, I just want to scroll. Yes. And, um, but yeah, whenever I have that open ended, just like, I'm just going to work uh, and just do, do things, I tend to, you know, get up and go get a snack more often or, you know, play on my phone or just get lost in in emails or updating, you know, talking to people on Facebook or something in Facebook groups. But when I have that designated, I have 15 minutes to get this task done. Mm -hmm. It's it's like um, almost like a psychological thing in my brain that just it narrows that focus to I have to stay focused to get this done because I only have 15 minutes and if I don't get it done, I'm not going to get it done or it's going to bleed over into other things and I'm going to get behind. And then that takes away those distractions. It's almost like, you know, putting blinders on a horse or something Mm -hmm. where I'm not distracted by the crowds of, of social media and, and all the distractions around the house. I'm just like, okay, I can focus for 15 minutes. Um, so Yeah. yeah, I, I, that has been so helpful for me, um, setting those timers. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife and I, we actually do that like all over the place in our house. Like we are a, a family of timers. There's always a timer going off for, you know, cleaning. We, we do timers for like cleaning the living room and Smart. everyone has 10 minutes. And then like that gets our kids energized too, because they're trying to beat the the timer right. and they're like, we no, can we can this. get this done in seven <laughs> minutes. And then they're just running around and we're like, all right, cool. Yeah. But if we just said, hey, go clean up all your toys in the living room they would wander around or start playing with them or something like that. And I am exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, okay. I love, I love that, that productivity hack. Yes. Uh, I wanted to say one thing too, about you mentioned earlier that you sometimes like, will just go in your inbox and start answering emails. And I wanted to just mm -hmm. point out that that is something that is super common, especially when we don't know what we're supposed to be working on. We'll go right into a task that we know is just like, simple so we can feel productive but there's a difference between being efficient with our time right and also being effective with our time so we can be efficient in the wrong ways and so it's really important that we are focused on the tasks that are the most effective for our business and not be doing the busy work tasks that just make us feel productive so i just wanted to point that out yeah that's i mean that's like that that dopamine hit too it's like ooh. Hey, I answered emails today. I feel good. Right. I'm like, I'm a good business owner again. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I actually didn't move anything forward right. in the business. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's great. Um, there, Oh, I had a question. Oh no, it'll come back. I'm sure. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, any, any other productivity hacks? Oh yes. I have lots. I'm, okay, cool. Okay. Let's, let's go to the next one. I'm excited for these. All right. Let me find my notes here. Okay, so we talked about the fact that it's important to time block, but I also want to mention and share that a lot of people, when they hear the word time blocking, they want to run away because, as you mentioned, we got into business for time freedom. And they're like, that sounds confining. That sounds like rigid. I don't like that. That won't work for me. Mm. I've heard that from a lot of people. And what I just want to share with you is that Time blocking is actually more freeing than trying to go through your week and day with no such organization. So my number one productivity hack that I can give anyone is to get organized. And of course, getting organized is going to look different for everyone. But I think a lot of business owners fall short when they just fly by the seat of their pants and they just wing it. And they're like, I just want to do what I feel like doing. I'm a creative person. Don't put me in a box kind of thing. And I mm-hmm. I will be honest, that was me for a while. I was like, I don't, I don't want this. Like, no. And so 
what happened was though, I found myself always overwhelmed, always stressed out, snapping at my kids. I was never content. I was always anxious and I just couldn't figure out why. And this is why it was because my life was so disorganized because I didn't have a plan. Nothing was going the way that I ever wanted it to go. And so once I decided, okay, I'm going to try this time blocking thing. I'm going to try seeing what it looks like to have my task list, plan my tasks for the week, assign a certain time. And it doesn't have to be super rigid. You know, like I, I do try to do, you know, a start and end time to each task. Um, and I sort of compare it to, you know, like when you were in high school and you were in science class and the bell rang on science class, you didn't just stay in science class because you weren't done with your tasks. You moved on to the next mm-hmm. class. And that's essentially what time blocking is, is you're going to give yourself a certain amount of time. And if you don't finish in that amount of time, then you're going to have to find a spot for where that's going to go. And so that's why I try to be more efficient in that time block so that I don't have to push it off into another time block. And then when I'm done with that, I move on to the next task. So I just kind of wanted to put that out there that if you're feeling like time blocking won't work for you, that just give it a try. Because what I found was that when I did time blocking and when I was assigning the tasks, I actually got everything done that I needed to in way less time. So I actually had more time to spend with my family, more time to do what I wanted to do, more time to step away from work and not feel overwhelmed. And so I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. Like being organized is going to be, I think the number one way to be productive. Yeah. I was definitely one of those people that was like, I'm, you know, I have freedom Mm -hmm. now. I work for myself. I can do, I can wake up whenever I want and then I'll work whenever I want. And having those just boundless, there was no, no differentiation between uh, family time and work time. It was just like any time that I got a moment during family time, because like my, my main goal when in leaving my my nine to five job was I wanted to be at home and present with my wife, with my kids and have like the most amount of family time that I can. Um, so I was often just like working work time into family time and we'd be, you know, the kids would be playing in the living room or something and I would have my laptop out and if they're entertained, I would jump on and try and answer a couple quick emails or do some edits real quick. Mm -hmm. And then if they interrupted me, I found myself like you were saying earlier, just like kind of lashing out at them and just like, I can't, you see that I'm doing something. And I'm like, I was getting frustrated that they were interrupting me, but there was really no difference. Like they didn't know, Hey, this is work time right Mm now. And, uh, and even, you know, then I didn't have this extra office area in our house we lived in a smaller place so it was just like a chair in the corner of the room um but when i started time blocking it was um hey guys i'm going to be over here for the next 30 minutes you know if you need anything go ask mom or if you need anything like you can ask me but like know that i'm at work Mm -hmm. and i may not get to you right away and that like it cut my frustration like completely off to where I wasn't getting angry at them or frustrated. I wasn't really getting angry, but I wasn't getting like frustrated that I couldn't do my work when I was getting interrupted by the kids coming over and like showing me this, you know, Play-Doh sculpture that they made. Right. Um, Cause that was my, uh, my dad time. Mm-hmm. That was my, my family time now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you mentioned that earlier and I was just like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a hundred percent. Like I feel that. I, um, and, and, um, but like, I, I was the the person that did not want to confine myself to, uh, to certain times that I had to do things. Cause I wanted that flexibility to just like get out and go. If I want to go take photos, if the light is great outside, I'm just going to go mm-hmm. walk in the park and, um, and having, that uh that lack of structure definitely um affected my productivity and my efficiency of uh because i never really knew what was coming next 
I didn't know if, you know, I'm going to have a block of time that I can work or maybe I'm not going to get to work today until 9 p.m. when everyone's asleep. And then I'm just like stuck in there till one in the morning. And uh, and those were not (laughs) that was not a fun season of my life for sure. And I think, John, you touched on such an important point that I talk about a lot on my own podcast, too, which is this idea of setting the boundaries with your children And also Mm. giving them that sort of freedom, I guess, also to see what it looks like to have a working parent at home. So I have to bring this up a lot with my kids is that my husband works outside of the home and I work in the home and it looks very different. Like to them, it looks like I'm just home and it's, you know, free for all time. Right. But they don't really understand the difference. And so I feel like as work at home parents, it's really important that we educate our kids, too, of this is what it looks like to be an entrepreneur. I work from home. I have the flexibility. Dad doesn't have that same flexibility because he works for someone else. Right. Look at what it looks Mm -hmm. like to to work for yourself. You, You have to be diligent. You have to plan your own time because you don't have a boss anymore that's telling you what to do when you're the boss. So if you're not being told what to do when, even if that's by yourself, I mean, how is your business going to succeed? It's probably going to stay stagnant for a long time if you don't have this yeah. structure in order. Is that? Oh, yeah. Like resonate oh, yeah. with anyone no, who's listening? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. And and like I, I love that, like you you talk and like speak with your kids. As I think so many people like we we talk uh, to children like uh, babies mm-hmm. almost like they just don't like, get it oh, yeah well i i can't you know but they're like they're humans yeah. as well um and and a lot of times they do get it and um and like i had to explain that to them because they didn't want to leave me alone mm-hmm. for sure because i had been there and i had been like getting up from my computer and going to play with them or whatever they were asking and getting them snacks and all that and talking to them like a coworker and just being like, Hey guys, um, I've got to stay on task for like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Y'all go play, build some block towers and stuff. Come get me in 20 minutes or I will come get you in 20 minutes and I can see the towers that you built and I can be more present with you because I'm not thinking about work anymore. I that's, that's out. That was that 20 minute block. Now I'm here with you and I'm, and I was a much more present parent, mm-hmm. um, which I think, um, my, my kids noticed that I wasn't constantly checking my phone yes. or getting up to go do something on the computer. I was just, I was there with them. Um, which turned into a lot of jungle gym stuff because they just <laughs> crawl all over me, um, all the time, which, uh, which is great. I love it. Yeah. And you brought up another good point, John. I just wanted to hop in there really quick. So you were talking about, you know, playing with your kids. And I think this is this is something that I teach the moms in my program or just on my podcast who listen. But dads, this is good for you, too. So Mm -hmm. I have this thing called special time that I learned from a psychologist that I loved her book. Her name is Dr. Laura Markham, if I can throw it out there. Um, Definitely. But she introduced me to this idea of special time. And it's 10 minutes of one-on-one time with each of your children. And I just want to throw that in there for anyone that might be like working from home and just having this, this frustration of like your kids always needing you and being on top of you. And I hear this a lot, like my kids just won't leave me alone. Like, yes, you have to set boundaries, but then you also really have to be giving your kids the attention that they need, because if they're not getting their positive attention needs met, then they will bother you. (laughs) They will come and (laughs) seek that attention in a negative way. And so something that is a productivity hack that I can throw in here is making sure that your kids attention buckets are full before you get started working and setting that expectation with them. So this doesn't mean you have to do the special time with them one-on-one, but it could mean that you're going to play like a game, a family game with all of your kids, or you're going to spend, you know, 20 minutes with them before you get started in a work block. And then that expectation is always there where you say like, Hey, I'm going to work for 45 minutes and then I'll come play with you guys for 15. And you sort of set that expectation where they know they're going to get another hit of attention, especially if they're younger, they need more of that Mm -hmm. attention from you. And so I just thought I would throw that out there is give them some attention first, work for a little bit, give them that attention. And so you can kind of create that 
dynamic throughout your day. And they'll give you a lot more uninterrupted time when you give them that focused attention. Oh, yeah. I, I love that because like they they pick up on that, too, and they pick up on schedules and and uh, and routines. And 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 if you're you're constantly actually showing up and being there and being present with them when you say that you are going to, um, they're more likely going to be able to go play by themselves while you're working. Um because that was, I mean, like you were saying, uh, where it was, they were always just every 30 seconds just coming up. Hey, dad, can I do this? Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to show you this thing. Can you come over here and knock over this tower? I'm like, I've got to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wasn't setting any sort of boundaries. And um, and yeah, setting up that they would just go play without like it got a little scary a couple times where it was just like quiet in the room and i was like what's happening i should go see like make sure they didn't like find the markers and like drawing this mural on the wall or something um which did happen once oh my goodness um i think it's happened to multiple people oh yeah yeah it was it was a lot of magic eraser all up the staircase um but uh but yeah like they would um like they didn't have that uh I don't know that like attachment, like dependency of, Hey, I need dad to be able to do this thing. Mm-hmm. It was, Oh, well he's going to be here in, in whenever he said that he's going to be here. So right. I can do this until he gets here and then he'll play with me. For sure. Um, and then whenever I would show up, I'd actually play with them and give them that attention. So then they knew next time that I say, Hey, I need some time. They actually believed me and they could go play by themselves. Love that. Um, so, okay. Awesome. I love, I love all these, all these hacks. What are, so for, for the listeners who are just like also loving these hacks and just writing all the notes, mm-hmm. which by the way, I'm going to have all these in the show notes, uh, for y'all listening. Um, so you can, you can just copy all those down there. Um, what, what's a good way for them to start like implementing these productivity hacks into like, if they just, if they were like me, just a chaotic schedule and just like uh, no boundaries at all like what's some good first steps to getting into that I love that so I would say the very first step is to really set aside the time to plan your time and I know that sounds really simple basic (laughs) but like if Uh, I talk to um, like 100 entrepreneurs I can probably guarantee you that a lot of them aren't doing it and it's it seems so basic but why are you not doing it? And so this is so important and it could be the very last task you do before you wrap up your week. So maybe your last day of the week is on a Friday. And so maybe for the last hour of that day, you are focused on planning out next week, whatever that looks like for you. For me, I do that on Saturdays. So I have my CEO time block on Saturdays and my husband will take the kids and I will go to Starbucks or some coffee shop. And that's my time to focus on planning my week and also other CEO tasks. And so I would recommend starting there. Set aside a time that's on your schedule every single week. This is the one time block that I think should be standing. So pick the same date and time every single week so that you can get really used to it. Your family gets used to it, that this is the time I plan out my week. I also recommend, I know where this is a business podcast, we're talking about business, but you know, for all the parents out there, or even if you're not a parent yet, still plan your personal life too, because it's oh, yeah. so important. I think sometimes we're really good at planning our business because we kind of have to. And then when it comes to our personal life, we, we just wing that too. And we're like, huh, we'll just see what right. happens. But the same is <laughs> yeah, true. Whenever I have free time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but the same is true with your personal life too. Like plan the days that you're going to go to the gym, plan the days that you're going to spend time with your, you know, extended family, plan dates with your friends. Like this is, I feel like the most important time block and a lot of people don't have it. So that's where I would start. Yes. Okay. I love that. Uh, that, that's so good that is something that um that i didn't have uh like a a set like you were saying this is every week same time same place mm-hmm. this is a constant um i didn't have that as a constant it was just like whenever i have some time i will work on time blocking uh i didn't really know what time blocking was but like uh i will work on like scheduling some stuff and now it's it's our sunday evenings uh, once the kids are down and we 
you know, pour a little glass of wine or something and just kind of my wife and I just sit around and we talk about what this next week is going to look mm-hmm. like. Um, we, you know, put her, have her schedule in the calendar. We work my schedule around that and everything and any of the kids stuff, any birthday parties, whatever we put that in first and then work business around and like, okay, what are your tasks for Monday? What are the ones going to be for Tuesday? Right. And, uh, and that has been so helpful. Um, cause like going back to the, um, just doing something that I know needs to be done and something that's easy and comfortable, just jumping into my inbox. Exactly. <laughs> um, instead of that, I would pull up the list of things and be like, oh yeah, for Monday, uh, I needed to uh, to set up this timeline for a wedding next month. Mm-hmm. And then I would I'd go to that instead of just like, well, I don't know, I'll check my maybe my promotions tab has something interesting <laughs> in there. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that's so great and so, so useful, so helpful um, uh, to really reclaim your time and, and make it uh, the most productive that it can be. So, OK. And Ashley, I have loved all of this. Uh, I feel like I'm just like uh, almost like like renewed like fire to to be more productive mm-hmm. um, because I, I see myself as a productive person. I like to claim that. But um, but like this, I'm just like, OK, I yeah, I need to implement this as well. And I need to redo these things. Um, so that's exciting. OK, cool. I'm excited uh, before before we wrap up. There's a part of the show that I like to do where we talk about what we're loving this week. Um, and this could be. Uh, a movie, a show, a podcast, um, a, a new uh, food or something that you found at a restaurant. Um, what are you loving this week? Oh, awesome. Good question. So right now I am listening to an audiobook called The Memory Making Mom. And it's maybe not applicable to everyone listening, but I think it's great for dads too, honestly. It is a really okay. awesome book about why it's important to make memories with your kids And she kind of Mm -hmm. has this really cool part where she says, like, you know, I understand that we have a lot going on already and things are busy, but it doesn't have to be crazy over the top memories that you're making with your kids. It could be very simple. And so the entire book is ideas of how to make sure that when your kids grow up, they remember your their childhood and they remember these intentional moments that you had together and it's just really inspiring. So that's what I'm loving. I um I literally love parenting books or any kind of book that really just helps pour into our children. I'm very passionate about that as well as mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. I think it's so important. So I love the memory making mom book. Okay, memory making mom. Yes. Okay, I I really like that. It's cool. I, um, my wife and I we try to do that where um, we're not so adult mm-hmm. with our kids. Totally. Um, like we anytime that it is just like pouring rain, which like we're getting into that season with like summer showers and stuff. Um, if if there's not like a lot of lightning and stuff out there, we will just we have the kids uh galoshes by the door and we're just like go play in the rain go like we'll make little paper boats and then they just float down uh float down the street and um and like those are some of the things that they talk about with their friends and that they talk about like my, my son he's seven and he'll talk about rainstorms from when he was like four that's so sweet like, remember whenever <laughs> whenever it was raining and then like we ran down the street with our umbrellas but we were still getting wet i was like yeah i remember that and um yeah that's i i'm really interested in that book because that's like right up our alley what we're trying to do and not not so much of the the big grand like we're gonna take you to disney and of right. course you'll remember this but um but just like little things that we can do throughout the day mm-hmm. um and just uh tiny moments that don't like that doesn't take anything it's just uh here go play outside we're gonna have to like think ahead put some towels by the door but other than that like exactly this isn't a, a big expense or anything um uh, so okay cool memory making mom yes. is that correct yep. Okay. Memory making mom. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I'll have that uh, linked in the show notes as well um, for everyone to check out. Um, 
I'm so I'm loving a few new shows that came out recently. Um, I'll talk about one. Um, it's it's the second season of uh, Russian Doll um, on Netflix. It's um, Natasha Leone. Um, she like the first season was kind of like a Groundhog Day type, um, like reliving the same day over and over again until she like figured out what she needed to do um, to move past into the next day um and it's it's a really interesting deal she's like um kind of like a a tough uh new yorker uh gal and it's just it's really it was a really interesting show i loved the first season this next one is not groundhog day (laughs) um but it's uh like the the subway there's a certain car that uh will take her back into the past and um she is like living as her mom. So every time she looks in the mirror, she sees her mom, which she, who she didn't really know too much. And it's like her learning things about her family and past and, and all that. And then trying to like fix some things that, uh, that her family did in the past. And I'm like, this is really like, it's an interesting plot. I'm uh, probably halfway through the season right now. Um, but it was, I loved the first season. I watched it a couple different times. And, uh, and then whenever I saw that season two was out, I was like, okay, cool. I'm not going to be as productive today <laughs> <laughs> as, as I thought I would be. That sounds so um, interesting. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, it is, uh, like I said, she's a kind of a, a, a scruffy uh, New York uh, woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's quite a bit of colorful language. So if uh, if that's not your thing, um, probably I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting, like especially the first season, uh, the story. So season two's also been been pretty good so so far. Um, but yeah. OK, sweet. Um, Ashley, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Where can they uh, listen to your podcast? All those things. Yes, absolutely. So everything can be found at my website, which is thepurposegathering.com. And I do have a podcast. It's mostly for mom photographers, but I do get other people listening as well. But that is a really great place to just be encouraged, inspired. And I definitely am all about taking action in that podcast. So if you don't like taking action, probably don't listen. <laughs> awesome okay well cool yeah i'll have links to to all those places for everyone to find you and uh yeah definitely um listener check out ashley's podcast um i am not a mom photographer <laughs> i'm a dad photographer but i still get a lot out of it <laughs> um as well um uh it, it is funny whenever you are just like you know uh uh, like speaking to the moms and I'm like, I'll be a mom right now. It's cool. Like, <laughs> right. All moms uh, and dads. Out yeah, there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, sweet. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for, for coming on the show today and, and sharing all of these, uh, these productivity hacks. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, John. This was so fun. Thanks for listening to another episode of the light and dark photography podcast. All these are recorded live in our Facebook community. I would love to see you in there and get to chat while we're doing live podcasts together. You can find that by just searching for the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group on Facebook or go to lightdarkco.com slash join FB and that'll take you right there. All the ads in today's episode are affiliate partnerships. You get a great deal while we get a little bit of a kickback, kick, kick pack, a kickback. Yeah, we get money. Uh, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, it's a great way to support this free podcast. Um, if you want to follow the show on Instagram, you can follow us at Light Dark Co. Ashley is at The Purpose Gathering, and you can find me at All Heart Photo. Subscribe to the show if you like it. Leave us a review and show some love. I would love to read your review. Until next week, I will see you in the Facebook community. Bye.